Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to another Bible study lesson presented by Minister Mary of Personal Touch International Ministry, Apostle Tracy and Pastor Roosevelt Robinson. I thank you for your attendance tonight, both on the phone as well as on the computers. I thank you for just wanting to learn a little bit more of what the Lord has to say. Our subject for tonight is abundant life. And before we begin, I'd just like to say this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, in the most precious name of your darling Son, Christ Jesus, we thank you for yet another opportunity to spread the good news of the gospel, to learn more of your darling Son, Jesus Christ, as well as you and the Holy Spirit, O oh God. We thank you for just this opportunity today, O oh God, to be on the line, to be here in your presence tonight, dear God, in the name of Jesus. O oh, Father God, we just thank you for those that are in attendance tonight, and we thank you, dear God, and we pray for the bereaved families of those that were killed in the shooting rampage today in California. Amen. Oh, Father God, we just lift you up tonight, and we praise your holy name. Oh, in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Tonight we start out talking about abundant life. Our first scripture of many would be Hebrews 10 and 10. Does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Father God, we just thank you for just giving us life and then to even want to give us more to go with the life that you've already created for us, oh God. And Father God, we just thank you tonight for just being God all by yourself. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. What is the meaning of abundance? It means exceedingly very highly, beyond measure, more, superfluous, quantities so abundant as to be considerably more than one what would expect or anticipate. Jesus promised us a life far better than what we could ever imagine, a concept reminiscent of 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, and he does it by his power, a power that is at work within us if we belong to him, Ephesians 3 and 20. Now, I think that all by itself is just a gift. We didn't even have to ask for it, but yet, in the life of Christ, it's already there. All we have to do is just believe it and receive it. Amen? And I thank God for his creation and how he loves us so that he just wants what's best for us. Amen. And I thank him for that. I truly thank him for that. And what is an abundant life in Christ? First, abundance is a spiritual abundance. It's okay to want, um, how would you say, material things. But with God, he's more interested in our character and not of what the quality of things that we can accumulate. Amen. In fact, God is not even 
overly concerned with the physical circumstances of our lives. He assures us that we need not worry about what we will eat or wear in Matthew six twenty-five through 31, Philippians 4 and 19. Amen. Physically, blessings may or may not be part of a God-centered life. Neither our wealth nor our poverty is a true indication of our standing with God. Solomon had all the material blessings available to a man, yet found it all to be meaningless. Ecclesiastes 5, 10 through 15. Paul, on the other hand, was content in whatever physical circumstances he found himself in. Philippians 4, 11 through 12. Second, eternal life. The life a Christian is truly concerned with is not determined by duration, but by a relationship with God. This is why once we are converted and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are said to have eternal life already, 1 John 5, 11 through 13, though not, of course, in its fullness. Length of life on earth is not synonymous with abundant life. Amen. 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 A Christian life evolves around growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Second Peter 3 and 18. This teaches us that the abundant life is a continual process of learning, practicing, and maturing, as well as failing, recovering, adjusting, enduring, and overcoming, because in our present state, we see but we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. One day, we will see God face to face, and we will know him completely as we will be known completely. We will no longer struggle with sin and doubt. This will be the ultimately fulfilled, abundant life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Any questions or comments thus far? No, I just thank God for you, sister, about that abundant life because, like you said, it's not how long we live. You know, you could be 50, 60, 70, and you could have all type of beautiful things, but if you don't have Jesus, you still don't have an abundant life. Thank you. You have absolutely nothing. Amen. Amen. Absolutely nothing. That's it. You're just, you're just existing. You're existing. You're existing without the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Which, which in the Spirit of the Lord, there's life in the yeah. Word will of God, that's where life begins and that's where life ends. Amen. And, and we've come to we've come to um live based upon what our hands have produced. We've mm-hmm. come to learn based upon what our knowledge allows us and we learn from one another. But Amen. the thing is if we're not learning from one another or Perceiving, receiving from one another the will and the way of God, then we not we're not experiencing that abundant life. Now we, we we have things, as you say, and God doesn't knock that. But the thing is, we, to have that abundance, you know, people. I'll use this comment. People say that they 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 say I'm well. Mm-hmm. When the person say, How are you today? I'm well. You know, a sinner says, I'm well. Absolutely. So, well means that you are you are are abundantly, you know, living the life that God has given you to live on this earth in mind, spirit, soul, and body. And, body. and your will and your ways are the ways and the will of God. You know, to it be your health, you know, lies in Him who is the deliverer of your soul and the deliverer of your body. To be able to say you're well, that means everything spiritually, mind, spirit, soul, and body is wrapped up in yes. the will of God. And I don't think people really understand when they say I'm well. You know, mm-hmm. they think they think that's a cute saying because I hear a lot of people say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm well. You know, are you really well? Because that means that you you're living the abundant life. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you, Apostle. I appreciate that because mm-hmm. when you you sit back and you look like you said, if you are truly well, then you know how to treat your fellow man. That's true. That's true. Truly well, then you will live like Christ has lived, and people right. will be able to see that in you. That's right. Amen. 
So I understand exactly what you are saying. And if you are truly well, then you'll tell your circumstances about your God and not tell God about your circumstances. You will know how to live. That's right. And what to say. Amen? Amen. Okay. Abundant life is not about what we have. It's not about what we get. It's Mm -hmm. not about what we claim. Ultimately, abundant life is about what we receive as a gift from the Lord and to live knowing we are stewards of the blessings of God. And how many of us know that we are stewards of the blessings of God? Yes, we are. We are. We truly are. Furthermore, stewardship is not measured by what we have received, but by what we have given. That's right. What have you given to Christ and his church, which is us? What have you given? A lot of people, well, you know, I don't have that much to give today. God is not looking for you to give out of your uh, your um, meager circumstances. He's looking for you to give out of your abundance. Because he gives us out of his abundance. That's right. So I, I just sit there and I look, and sometimes it's not even about the money when you give. It's about your time, Amen. and also it is about your willingness to be there in the presence and to give. Amen. Anyway. You know, you know um, Minister Mary, I said I mentioned that to, uh, if you don't mind me commenting on that, I mentioned uh, since I've been here in the North Carolina area, I mentioned it in a sanctuary, that time is the most important thing that we can give God. And I was challenged on that afterwards, later on after that, by being told that, well, if you say that in the sanctuary, if you say that to to people that that you're not aware of, you know, in the sanctuary, they're gonna think that they're not supposed to give their bring their tithes and offerings. My Lord. And I said, okay. I said that has nothing to do with uh, tithes and offering. I said, matter of fact. When a person dedicates their time to the Lord, I said tithes and offerings automatically follow that. Amen. So they begin to see the good. They begin to see the life that's in that. So that everything that they do is just like acknowledging him in all their ways. All that's their a part of time, yeah. you know. And, and time brings out the gifts, the talents, you know, that we have for God and, and for us to utilize. So time, you know, the way I understand and believe is the most important thing that we can give to God. But I was challenged since I've been here in North Carolina by saying that you shouldn't make a statement like that because it will give some people the impression that they don't have to bring tithes and offerings. Oh, my goodness. Well, I tell you, you know, the mindset of people is, is something else. But, but then again, I guess if that's all you're looking at, yes, you know, right. just mm-hmm. going through a format, mm-hmm. you know, a procedure just to be that's able to get tithing and offering, you're going to end up in a mess. You're going to lose a lot. Mm-hmm. Because if you read throughout history in the scriptures, time is always right there. Amen. It started out in Genesis with time. Yeah. Yeah. And it ends up in Revelation with time. Uh-huh. So everything that's in between there is all about time and relationship building with Christ. It's all about time. Mm-hmm. Yes. But time brings a relationship. It builds relationships. It builds mm-hmm. on that relationship. And a lot of people get it confused even with tides. Because sometimes when you do not have money to give, you give up your time to others. Mm-hmm. You give up that first fruit. Mm-hmm. In, in the old scripture, they will bring the first fruits of their gardens to the storehouse. Amen. Oh, but that don't work here in North Carolina. Now I'm trying to tell you what they sold me in North Carolina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I guess that's why you're there in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's all I can say, Apostle. That's why you're there in North Carolina, because there's got to be a change of mindset and a change of attitude and a learning of the truth. Amen, amen. So that you are truly free, and when you can say that you are well, then you know you are well from the top of your head 
to the soles of your feet, and there's nothing in between that. Amen. It's just you, God, and the Trinity. Amen. That's true. That's true. But you got you got a lot. You know, I I, I find out though, uh, Minister Mary and Elder, that there's so much. You know, we we Elder Legree, we were very blessed to be able to have the teaching that we had on the Apostle Robert L. Howard. Amen. Amen. And I tell you, you know, and I I wish everybody could have got that training, but I know they didn't, you know, and, and it was only, it, and I thank God that, that he chose me as being one of the select few to get that type of training, Amen. you know, in spirit and in truth, because like right now, like I said, what goes on now, the abundant life, you mentioned the abundant life to people, the first thing they turn to is their possessions. Possessions. Amen. And Amen. nothing to do with that, because I was, uh, thinking about that yesterday as I was going through and looking over my notes, and I said, you know what, Lord, I ain't never seen a Brinks truck go behind a hearse. <laughs> you got that right. When you die, guess what? Somebody else can take your possessions and do whatever they want to do with it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean a thing. Mm-hmm. You can see it behind the hearse, but you better believe there's going to be somebody behind them possessions that say, well, this ain't going in the ground with this cat. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Because uh, it was one that I was talking with one day, and she said, well, I want my funeral to be this. I want to wear this. I want to wear that. I don't want you to do this and that. And she had to finally admit, she said, you know what, I'm de- I'll am i be dead. I don't have no control over what people do to me. Sure don't. Mm-mm. That's true. Mm-mm. And that's what I used to try to tell my brother, because he was always, uh, the boy, bless his soul, he was so cheap. <laughs> and he always wanted to hoard his little bit of money and everything. And I said, I don't know why you don't have chick nor child to give anything to. Me. When you're gone, guess what? We're going to come in there and do what we're going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Amen. Do. You can't raise up out the grave. Mm-mm. So, you know, people need to get it together when it comes down to, to just understanding life and understanding life in Christ. Amen. He's not worried about your your uh, possessions and nothing like that. He's worried about your character. Yes, and he is. And he's trying to make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and you spend eternity with him. But guess what? If you don't want to have that abundant life with him, if you want to leave that mediocre life, then guess what? That gentleman is so sweet that he'll allow you to leave whatever type of life you want to leave because he's not going to... Pu- Force his will over on you and force you to come and be with him. Amen. And, uh, and that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy if that's the way you want to live. Well, you anyway. know, Ms. Mary, you know, yeah. on that note also, I do believe that, that God puts a hunger and a thirst in the soul of his people Amen. When, it, when it comes down to serving him and honoring him. Yes. And we as those thirsty souls, those hungering souls, we have to be able to go out in search of, you know, knock and it shall be open, seek and you shall find. We need to be able to go and find what it is the Lord is drawing us to in him. And And that's where religion and tradition of man have gotten people so comfortable, the believers so comfortable, that's why they, they, they're more interested in their stuff than they are the abundant life. Yeah, right. And they're and not being taught true. about the abundant life in Christ, minus yeah. bless me, Lord, bless me, minus yeah. I'm gonna get a house, minus I'm gonna get a whole lot of money, minus that. They're being taught about the abundant life, but my soul is thirsting for righteousness. God yeah. I love you, Jesus. Yes. My soul is thirsting for, you know, sanctification, deliverance. My soul is thirsty for the spirit of the living God. Amen. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Amen. He's not saying that you can't have it, but... But I'm a soul in search of, but if I'm a lazy individual, I'm going to stop at the first house of prayer because this may suit me, this may suit Mm -hmm. me. My soul is not being fed. All right. My soul is still in thirst. My soul is still hungering for truth and righteousness. But I got these people displaying to me that the abundant life means how much you have, whose name you got. 
you know. Yes. So I think it needs to be made clear to the people that abundant life, yeah, God loves for us to have these things. Mm-hmm. He loves for us to come into the knowledge of these things. But when we begin to treasure these things over him mm-hmm. and over his will, we don't have the abundant life. No, no we, we don't. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. No, we don't. And that's a wonderful segue into the the next um, definition and what it is to have abundant life. It can also be defined as the promises of God. Amen. God's visions, the mm-hmm. confidence based on knowledge of our identity in him, peace and hope based mm-hmm. on our knowledge of God's sovereignty and love, a sense of purpose based on commitment to God's will, not our will, not man's right. will, God's mm-hmm. will, surrender to God. Abundant life is more deeply satisfying when we, we need eyes to see God's special provisions mm-hmm. and hearts that are grateful to receive it. And abundant life is our relationship with Christ. That's it. Sincerity is a part of abundant life, but it is not the main thing. And when he's talking in terms of prosperity, they're talking in terms of the gifts of the Spirit. That's true. Not the possessions of material things. That's true. Amen. Prosperity by God's provision, not necessarily mountains of money. We are blessed to be a blessing and God's provision serve to give him glory. Amen. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God be the glory. Abundance is a display of his character. In this life, it is a foretaste of what is yet to come when we know him fully, 1 Corinthians 13 and 12. Any Another way of viewing abundant life is to see when people have been changed by the power of Christ, they live different lives, which affects all aspects of their experience. This isn't just true individually, but also on a cultural level. So spiritual change accomplished by better decision does often lead to better circumstances financially, mentally, physically, and most definitely spiritually. That's exactly what the apostle just stated. Amen. When you have that abundant life, you are complete with everything. Amen. 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 So let me ask you this question then, Minister Mary. So you're trying to tell me that my spiritual gifts, you know, I'm going to claim them like that, my gifts. Amen. That God then gave me in the spirit realm. You mean to tell me I got to take those gifts and use them for the body, use them to serve God's people, use them to edify the body? I can't just go and be pimped in that stuff and just use them when I want to. Isn't that the abundant life? He gave it to me. He gave it to you, but he also gives you instructions on what to do with it as well. So, mm. Huh? I said, mm. Mm-hmm. It's just like, let me see. Let me use a good example. When you are experiencing or living the abundant life in Christ, it just stated it is accompanied by decisions because there's a spiritual change. Mm-hmm. It often leads to better circumstances financially. Mm-hmm. And with the finances, you can be a blessing to someone else. And that someone else is that body of Christ. I can't. We, we I can't. Church. I can't just hoard it. I can't just save it for myself and and, yep. and parade around talking about what God then gave me because I don't have the wisdom to see that it was not just for me. Well, again, if you are living that true abundant life, your mindset would never tell you to do that. 
then you're relying on somebody else's interpretation of the word. And that person's interpretation may not be what it actually is because it's based on the circumstance that they were in at the time. That's why we have so many different names and denominations because each one dilutes Christ Jesus more than the other does. Yes. Yeah. Very much Mm -hmm. Very much so. That's what they do. They dilute Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. trying his best to bring it into the natural realm of mm-hmm. mankind's human reasoning and their senses. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that just brought me back to a little soapbox thing that I had when someone asked me, well, what would Jesus do? I really don't know what Christ would do because his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. And why would you want to bring him down off of his holiness and down to our level? That's just Mary's little soapbox. But I I just have a little thing when people ask me that question. I'm not God. I don't know what what he would do at that particular point in time. All I know is what I would do in that situation or circumstance. And I would have to ask God, show me what to do that is righteous in that situation and in that circumstance. Well, I believe sometimes that that's a self-righteous person that's asking that question, trying to be facetious and uh, trying to trying to get you to a point or get you into a, a point of confusion or trying to get you to say something that's out of the will of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. 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 And I people to use that that comment like that and loosely use it because the sinner uses that. Amen. 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 And, and, I mean, as as Jesus was saying in the Bible days, the Pharisees and the Sadducees salute each other. They, they'll use that too. Amen. You know, so it, it depends on what that person is, is talking about. But I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, have a real soapbox thing about that because, to me, you're asking him to come down from glory and we should be ascending up to his mind, not bringing his mind down to us. That's true. But mankind think that they have that kind of ability and power. Oh, yes, because I think in another lesson I had stated that we think so highly of ourselves and so lowly of God. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Amen. Amen. Anyway. Abundant life is eternal life, a life that begins the moment we come to Christ and receive him as Savior and goes on throughout all eternity. The biblical definition of life, specifically eternal life, is provided by Jesus himself. Now, this is eternal life, that they may know you and the the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's in John 17 and 3. This definition makes no mention of length of days, health, prosperity, family, or occupation. As a matter of fact, the only thing it does mention is knowledge of God, which is the key to a truly abundant life. Amen. And that's where y'all got ahead. And I said, I heard it said that instead of asking God for miracles, we should become the miracle of God by asking him to show us his ways. When we know the ways of God, we can truly walk and talk his truth, be a true blessing to his people, worship Amen. him in spirit and in truth, and we become solely dependent on him for everything because he becomes our everything. Amen. 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 Although we are naturally desirous of material things, as Christians, our perspective on life must be revolutionized. Just as we become new creations when we come to Christ, so must our understanding of abundance be transformed. True abundant life consists of an abundance of love, joy, peace, and the rest of the fruits of the Spirit, not an abundance of stuff. It consists of life that is eternal, and therefore our interest is in the eternal, not the temporal. Paul admonishes us, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God, Colossians 3, 2, and 3. Unlike a thief, the Lord does not come for selfish reasons. He comes to give, not to get. He comes that people may have life in him that is meaningful, purposeful, joyful, 
life the moment we accept him as our Savior. At the end of the day, perhaps that is how we know we have abundant life. When we have shared our life with others, when we have enough of the blessings of God, mercy, peace, love, grace, wisdom, etc., to share with others and then actually do it, that's when we truly have abundant life. Some of the examples that the Lord um, just gave to me, when you look at abundance that God has, look at the Garden of Eden and the description of how everything was placed there for, for Adam and Eve, as well as for us. Look at the land of milk and honey in the, in the book of Exodus when the Hebrews were being um, set free. And he fed the manna from heaven when they were there. That's abundant life. They didn't want for anything, even though it was here, the earthly uh, possession, the plans that he has for us in Jeremiah 29 and 11. Eternal life is an abundance of God. A mansion in heaven when we cross over to be with him. He didn't say that we were going to have a little house or a little shack. He said, i got a mansion in heaven for you. Right. Solomon, the one with wisdom like no other. But yet, at the end of the day, at the end of the matter, he was stating, here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And, you know, Solomon was very rich. And he had a lot of wisdom, but he still wasn't happy. David, a man after God's own heart. That's where we should be as well, after God's own heart. That's abundant life. That is abundant life. Mm -hmm. How do we find purpose in life? The Bible is very clear as to what our purpose in life should be. Men in both the Old and the New Testament sought for and discovered life purpose. Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, discovered the fatality of life when he lived on this earth. Excuse me. When he lived on this world. Okay. I think I got that a little backwards, but that's okay. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. Solomon says that life is all about honoring God with our thoughts and our lives and thus keeping his commandments. For one day we will stand before him in judgment. Thus, from Solomon, part of our purpose in life is to fear God and obey him. From King Asphalt, I think that's how you pronounce it, A-S-A-P-H, Psalm yeah. seventy-three twenty-five. A relationship with God mattered above all else in life. Without that relationship, life has no real purpose. From Paul, whose purpose was knowing God, having a righteousness obtained through faith in him, living in in fellowship with him, even when that brought about suffering. Ultimately, Paul looked for the time when he would be a part of the resurrection from the dead, 2 Timothy 3 and 12. Our purpose in life as God's originally created man is, and I had mentioned that once before and I'll do it again, to glorify God and enjoy fellowship with him forever, have good relationships with others, do not be envious of one another, love your neighbor as yourself, share and give, work and have dominion over the earth. We glorify God by fearing and obeying him, not fearing him as if being afraid but to reverence him keeping our eyes on our future home in heaven and knowing him intimately. We enjoy God by following his purpose for our lives, which enable us to experience true and lasting joy, the abundant life that he desires for us. Our abundant life is in our worship to the almighty God. It's our praise. It's in our thanksgiving. It's in our hope of his calling. It's in our behavior towards our fellow man. It's in the power of prayer, and it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Abundant life is our very being because what the Father gave to the Son, the Son, our Lord and Savior, gave to his children, for we are heirs and partakers of his mighty gift. Abundant life is ours if only we believe and receive his gift. 
2 Corinthians 7, 14 to 16 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. When I was reading that, I got so excited simply because here in this scripture is abundant life. All the things that we need to do in order to enjoy that abundant life. And to know that God has consecrated me and here with me, oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Mm. Y'all forgive me, but, Lord Jesus, I just got full. Amen. It's all right. Just got full. That's all right. That the Lord loves us so much. Mm. That he'll heal our land. All we got to do is humble ourselves and just turn. Just turn from our wicked ways and he'll heal our land. And a lot of people are thinking, you know what, I can go and do what I want to do and the Lord still will bless me. Really? I don't want to get caught on that limb. Okay. Really? Hmm. He gives us instructions. He gives us time to get it right. And Amen. we need to know just that he gives us abundant life, there's also that other side when you don't want it either. But anyway, <clears throat> Lord, forgive me. <clears throat> Let me get a little drink of water because that, that really blessed my soul. Any comments or questions while I take a little sip of water? Yes, sir. Sister Mary, I have a question. You was talking about abundant life, and you were saying by being open-hearted and giving. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me it's okay when you are receiving a blessing, it's okay to re- to give blessings to others and not have no resentments when you give that blessing, but also be content when giving it when you've been, been blessed with more than enough to share with other people. Amen. Abundance is just that. God will give you so much that your cup will overflow. And when you are willing and openly giving, guess what? He'll give you more. He'll make room for your gifts. He'll give you more than enough. Amen. Have you ever noticed that when you give, you also receive twice more than what you have given out? Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. And so with in this abundant life, the abundance is in the fruits that he has given you. And when you willingly do something and not expect anything in return, then you are walking in the spirit of abundance in Christ. With an Amen, because, you know, you just been a blessing to my soul tonight with this scripture because throughout my life, you know, I always been able to receive blessing, but I was always willing to give out blessing and never look for anything in return. And I'm very content what I do for anybody, no matter what the situation is. I always wants to help somebody, and I feel bad when there's time that I can't help them. But why would you feel bad? Because if you don't have it to give at that time, because that blessing yes. would be, you know, let me just yes. say a prayer for you. Yes, ma'am. It's not all about material things, but just say a prayer for a person. Yes, you, ma'am. When you're in the spirit, you can look at the countenance of a person and know that they're either happy, they're sad, or there's some confusion somewhere. The Spirit will direct you, if you ask him, 
will direct you to was that person or to stay away from that individual. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Uh, I, any comments? I just, I just oh. thank you, sister. Oh, you're welcome. Also, Minister Mary, she used the word content. Mm-hmm. And then that word should supply her. That word should supplement her content, ma'am. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're content with the giving, whether it's acceptable or not, you should also be content when you can't give. Right. Because in our mm-hmm. giving, in our giving, we must always use the wisdom of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. So that way, you will know who to give and when to give. Yes. And so when you utilize the wisdom of God, God knows exactly who needs what you have. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And Contentment will follow that. Peace will follow that. And see, and you won't be feeling like you have to give somebody if you don't have, and you won't be feeling bad because you can't give somebody. Right. But the Lord gives you that abundance and put it in your heart to give, just be prayerful also as to who he wants you to give it to. Amen. 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 And that contentment will rise up in you to supplement you in every area that you need it in. Amen. 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 Yes, indeed. I thank you for that, Apostle. Amen, sis. Amen. Um, Psalm 16, 5, 11 says, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. Mm. You make my lot secure. That goes back to um, Apostle, what you just said about the contentment for the sister that was just on the phone, and I thank mm-hmm. you for that. The boundary line has fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have delightful inheritance. Again, that abundant life. We look for those things that are eternal and not temporal. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I'm pausing right there because I need a little discussion on that because the way that I looked at that particular verse was sometimes when you dream, God provides certain things for you to do the next day or he'll lay a person's name on your heart and he'll wake you up in the night so that you can pray for that person or Help me with this one, Apostle, and, and elders while you're on the phone. What is that Psalm for? That's Psalm 16, 5 through 11, and that was verse 7. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night my heart instructs me. And I just want to make sure that I'm interpreting that correctly. And this is for Minister Mary. Amen, but you're going to have to tell me what that scripture was again. Psalm 16, mm-hmm. 5 through 11, and that was verse 7. I will bless the Lord who had given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me mm-hmm. in the night season. Is that the same scripture? Uh-huh. Amen. And and which portion did you ask about, Minister Mary? Uh, verse seven. Verse in particular, did you ask about um, verse number seven? Verse seven. Amen. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night season. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. As I read that particular scripture, there I would say, Amen. As I'm interpreting that. Even in the quiet time, even in, in the dark times, amen, it says, my rains also instruct me in the night seasons. Mm-hmm. Amen. In that dry times, amen, the Lord is still there with us. Amen. 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 That's how I'm interpreting that. Amen. And, and Apostle Elder, do you have anything different from that? 
The range, the range is talking about a pulling. He, he, he that that's a, a pulling that he does. In other words, I would, um, there was a definition I had found once before. I think it's the kidneys or mm-hmm. is that that are considered as the reins. Amen. You know, the Lord, the Lord, it says, my reins also instruct me in the night season. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's like a pulling there. There's like a. Mm-hmm. a that the spirit of the Lord, uh, through that pulling, He instructs us through the night. Amen. So uh-huh. then, basically, is He also talking in terms of our consciousness? Yes. Amen. He will. He, will, he yes. will speak to your heart. He will speak to your mind. Yes. He will speak to your 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 subconscious. Wow. Amen. Your Amen. imagination. <laughs> Amen. What you know, the part of us that that is at peace the most when we're mm-hmm. resting. God will begin to pull on that and mm-hmm. instruct us and give us our instructions, give us the things that we would need to know. Amen. Mm-hmm. Wherever it is, I do believe that we have the most clarity. At Some of us, it, it may be in imagination. It may be in the subconscious. It may be in the mind, maybe in the heart, you know. So, But he has a way. But the reins here, is, it, 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 to me, it talks about a pulling because, he has to pull on the reins of our heart. Amen. 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 That's a guiding and a leading there. Thank okay. you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I just wanted to make sure that I was correct in my understanding and just needed clarity on that. And that's okay. why I stopped and I said, this is for, for me. Although he led me to the scripture um, just the other day, but I said I will stop and just ask that question uh, myself, so I, I thank I thank you uh, for that, both yeah. of you. Even in the night, he's saying he'll pull the reins. He will, uh, you know. To me, he's saying he'll pull those reins and instruct you, to give you the guidance. And it talks about in the in the little sideline on mine about meditation. So that tells me that 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 you you're at a in a state of peace, total peace, because in order for God to come in and pull the reins, in other words, to get your attention, that you know it's nobody but God that can pull on the reins of your heart, you know, to be able to instruct you and give you the instructions that you may need for whatever is coming up. Amen. 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 I thank you for that. Um, Then also... Uh, it goes on to say, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. The body will rest secure because we will not aban- he will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will, he, nor will you let your faithful one decay. You make known to me the path of your life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal blessings at your right hand. Hebrews 10, 8 through 10 says, First he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second, and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Christ once and for all. For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their heart, and I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. As we enjoy abundant life in Christ, always remember the five exhortations from Jesus' provision for our reconciliation to the Father from Hebrews 10, 22-25. I'm not going to read the whole scriptures. I just drew out the five exhortations. And number one is, let us draw near to Christ. Number two, let us hold unswervingly to hope. Number three, let us consider how we may spur one another on. Number four, not giving up meeting together, 
And number five, encouraging one another for the triad of faith, hope, and love, and for all the more you see the day approaching. And in Colossians chapter 2 through 4, provides us with instructions to remaining in Christ's spiritual fullness, which includes freedom from human rules, living as though living as those made alive in Christ, instructions for Christian households, and Christ's further instructions to devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. In abundant life, Jesus Christ, we are complete rather than deficient. This completeness includes the putting off of the flesh, resurrection from spiritual death, forgiveness and deliverance from legalistic requirements and from evil spirit beings. The promises and joys of God, there are so many promises and joys of God that's in the Bible, but I'll just mention a few. Anything is possible if a person believes, Mark 9, 23. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid, John 17 and 27. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry, carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands, Psalm 63, 4. This is the Son talking to the Father, and one where we should bear, repeating to the Son, our Lord and Savior. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fails, Lamentations 3 and 22. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. Psalm 17 and 8. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15 and 13. He who earnestly seeks uh, God finds favor. Proverbs 11 and 27. He will keep you strong right up to the end, and he will keep you free from all blame on the great day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns, 1 Corinthians 1 and 8. Your reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls, 1 Peter 1 and 9. If you give, you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full measure, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more and running over, Luke 6 and 38. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. John 15, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Isaiah 49, 15 and 16, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Write them on the tablets of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man, Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture, Psalms 103. May God give you desires of your heart and make your plans succeed, Psalms 20 and 4. This is all that I have on Abundant Life, and, and I do thank everybody for being on the line. I thank all the, the discussions, the clarifications that is given in each and every time that we are on the line, and I thank everyone for just wanting to know more about our Lord and Savior and establishing a deeper relationship with him. Will there be any further comments or questions before we close? Amen. Father God, most holy and most high, we thank you just for this day, dear God. We give you thanks and we give you praise for yet another time that you have been here in our presence leading, guiding, and teaching us, letting us know, oh God, that you are God all by yourself. Thank you, Lord, for your presence tonight. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for those that were on attendance tonight, both on the phones and on the computers. God, we lift up your name above all names, O oh God, and give you the highest honor, which is hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
We thank you, Lord, for the apostles, for the elders, for the ministers, the bishops, anyone that's on the line, the sisters and the brothers. We thank you tonight, Lord. If there's anyone that is in need of prayer, of healing, we ask that you dispatch your healing angels to them. For the bereaved families tonight, especially those that were involved in the mass shootings in California today, dear God. Oh, Father God, we ask that you send the comforting angels to the families tonight, not just in California, but all over this world, oh God. For Satan is definitely going to and fro, devouring who he may, and just switching the minds of your people around, oh God. Oh, Father God, we ask that you just... Turn minds around tonight, O oh God, and that you melt hardened hearts tonight, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, because nothing can be produced or manifested here on earth until we pray to have it manifested first up in heaven, O oh God. And, Father God, we just give you all thanks and all praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.